This episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast is sponsored by SC Graphics. This company is incredible. They focus on creating, collaborating, and growing with each and every project, including the actual Sensibly Cynical logo. My boy at Seth CGC helps artists, creators, streamers, brands, and businesses with logos, visuals, print production, and special projects. He also provides free 30-minute consultations. Make sure you check out his website, sccraphics.co. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name, of course, is Sean, and shortly, I am set to be joined by Ari Vox. She is a vocalist and songwriter out of Washington, D.C. She does a little bit of jazz, a little bit of pop, but overall, she has smooth vibes to her sound, um, and you guys need to check her out. I was so happy that she agreed to come on for a chat a few weeks ago. Um, it was a good time. And I know you will enjoy this interview. So here it is, my chat with Ari Vox. Joining me now, she is a fantastic vocalist and songwriter out of Washington, D.C. Ari Vox, how you doing? I am good. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, caffeined up, you know, ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm making <laughs> coffee right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, Do you, uh, decaf or regular? Uh, definitely not decaf. <laughs> I'm definitely not a morning person. When I was in yep. when I was in college, I would uh, I would do three cups a day. So that's not good. <laughs> I broke I broke out of that though. <laughs> so uh, that's good. yeah. So talk about your journey, like musically. How did you start? The beginnings. Got you. Um, well, I've always been singing, and I started out playing classical guitar when I was a kid, and then I started writing music when I was a young teenager. Uh, I listen to a lot of, like, sad, like, pop-punk stuff or, like, mm-hmm. 80s New Wave and shoegaze and stuff like that. Um, so that kind of stuff influences me as well as old, like, jazz and stuff. Um, I have a jazz band as well, but right now I'm kind of focused on my solo project, which is, like, dream pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I've been... I'm only... Uh, how old am I? I'm 25. <laughs> you know, sometimes I forget. I won't tell you how old I am, but, you know. <laughs> I feel like 45. So well, I'm not I'm not quite there, but, you know, I'm working on it. Um, so any artists in particular that, that spoke to you? Um, well, yeah, I guess. So one of my favorite bands uh, would be the Cocteau Twins, which is like a uh, 80s, 90s gothic dream pop uh shoegaze group Mm. from scotland um pretty sure they're scottish um or irish uh they were my favorites but i mean i like the cure um soundgarden like chris cornell dope vocalist briefly mentioned it earlier talk about that band uh sweet something that you started uh yeah i started them a few years ago as um i tried i tried to make it like a dual project so like, we perform just standards for, like, private events, like, weddings and cocktail hours, which we still do. Um, that's how I make 
most of my money. Um, yeah, so we're we're doing private events and stuff with the Jazz Standards, Ella Fitzgerald, Sinatra, Nat King Cole, all that. And then I also was writing like neo soul uh, original music for that group, um, which we no longer perform my original music because it just pandemic happened, and then just keeping everyone together and in check and scheduling and it was just it was too much because I'm I do everything. I manage the band, the finances, the bookings, the music, uh, everything. So that was too much. So that's why I started my solo project, and I play all the instruments. Oh, so you're like the queen of all trades. You know, you got you got it all, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Look, that's that's one thing I've learned on my musical journey, if you want to call it that. Uh, you need to be able to do everything yourself because mm-hmm. people are unreliable. Um, so I listened to uh, the, your two most recent singles, Limbo and Infatuated, and I, I got to say, there's a little bit of a stark difference on the type of genre <laughs> of music. <laughs> yeah, so- Infatuated is like my like type of music. I'm like in the EDM kind of like stuff, and I, I felt like some EDM vibes. Is that, am I wrong in that? Um, I wouldn't say that. I would just say 80s synth pop is the vibe. Okay, it, it had some sort I mean, of... it has a lot of electronic elements. Synthesizer and, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love the 80s stuff. So I started the project, the solo project, uh, I guess a year ago, a little over a year ago. And my main goal was with the singles to just kind of write whatever I want, like whatever style comes out is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with EPs and albums, they'll, they'll be cohesive. So I have an EP coming out this fall that's kind of like, it's dreamy, indie, like rock pop. Mm-hmm. How many EPs have you released total? Just one EP so far, but then singles, singles I think yeah. like eight or ten singles, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you just, you find that process kind of um, gratifying, I guess, in a way, because you get to see immediate feedback of a particular song. Like you get the feedback instantly, right? Um, sometimes. I feel like I don't really get gratification from like seeing people like my songs. I feel like I use writing music and releasing music as a, like, a mental health coping mechanism because I feel like I can't communicate my feelings normally. So I bottle them up in a song and expel the song from my body. And then that's kind of like a way of coping with those feelings for me. So talk about how you uh, grew up. What was it like? What's it like living in Washington, D.C.? And how was your upbringing growing up? D.C.'s yeah. got to be like eclectic, right? Group of people. One would think so. But so honestly, growing up here, uh, just gentrification has ruined everything. Um, and I don't know. It, you have to look hard to find good music and good people because the city is just full of annoying, basic people who I don't know, do yoga and drink boba tea and shop at Trader Joe's and work on the hill or work for a nonprofit. And, <laughs> and drink and drink guys' like, coffee at Starbucks and Yeah, exactly. And it's just they're everywhere. They're everywhere. It's so funny that so uh, I actually so you know the app Bumble? Yeah. That's like a, uh, like a dating too, app. Too too yeah, too much. <laughs> so they they have like a mode on there where you can just look for friends. Yeah. So I made one just looking for like girlfriends. And um, I swear, every single one of these bitches have the same thing in their profile. It's just, oh my God, I love brunch and Trader Joe's. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's, hard, 
It's, you have to really look hard to find, like, unique people. I know, I'm just, like, trashing my city right now. Well, no, I, no, feel, like, no. I feel like you would be a good fit in Florida. Like, take a vacation no, and... No. You strike me as a beach person, no? I am a beach person. Yeah. I stayed the hell away from Florida, man. You see them headlines? <laughs> <laughs> There's have beaches up here. Talk about the song Bumping Into You. Is that, like, what was the inspiration behind that song? Um, about... It was, like, uh... Kind of regarding D.C. as, like, a small city and, um, like, I hypothetical. You get involved in, like, a relationship thing with someone and it you, you fucked it up, but then you keep seeing this, you keep, like, running into this person at, like, you know, the same old familiar places and stuff. And it's, like, every time you see that person, it reminds you that you fucked up. That happened to me, and, actually. Yeah. Um, I got a funny story. Sorry. <laughs> Reminded me of it reminded me of a funny story, right? I I made I made the mistake that ended it, and I'm, that's fine or not fine, but I live I've lived with it, you know. It happens. It wasn't just me, but it was just I was the one that finally made mistake of all mistakes. <laughs> um, so next the next week, she sees me at the club, and guess what she does? She uses she knows my last name, so she adds her drinks on my tab. <laughs> so that was like payback. So. Yeah, and, and of course I'm hammered anyways. So she told that me that so she told me that like like uh, when we were you know uh, friends again. You know how sometimes time heals all wounds theoretically. <laughs> um, like what do you see now that the pandemic is hopefully fading away? What do you see the uh, future of Ari Vox? Like you see yourself keep putting out singles, a full length album. What do you like? What's your perfect vision of the future musically? Yes. Um, so I'm working on building my perfect backing band for my solo project. I have a great guitarist, I have a good drummer, um, looking for bassist and keys right now. Hopefully, like, some female musicians, that would be dope. Um, but, so yeah, I have my EP coming out, uh, this fall, it's called Letters to Myself, which is kind of like a self-exploratory EP, uh, exploring themes of self-identity, racism, colorism, um, nostalgia growing up forgetting the past growing from trauma stuff like that um so that'll be out i think october um Mm -hmm. and then i'm working on a another full-length album uh for next spring as well so lots of writing Mm -hmm. and yeah i'm just kind of focusing on on the writing right now not so much performing i'll take shows when i can but you know how are you with uh collaborations do you like the do you like to branch yourself out there with other artists or i do i think it's good for everyone um, and I am actually also working on a collab right now uh, with this amazing guitarist and producer named Sam Ojalvo. You should interview him too. He makes he typically makes like uh, lo-fi, trip hop type oh. stuff. Um, really talented, really sweet guy. Um, we're working on a song together right now. Um, that's gonna be a freaking extravaganza. Like it's a it's a sick ass song. I've made choreography for it. We're shooting the music video next week, and I have a lot of really talented artists involved. And uh, yeah, so that should be out. Uh, we're shooting for a month from now, mm-hmm. so that is it's really it's really something. <laughs> well, I struck out earlier, assume, assuming that you would like the Florida beach vibe. So, <laughs> it, so let me try again. So. Like if you had the if you had a week where you could have a any vacation, what would you what would be your perfect vacation? Well, see that's difficult. Well, 
only a week. That's not a lot of time. Okay, well. <laughs> but, because I mean, I do like the beach. Um, I am, I'm going to go down to the U.S. Virgin Islands, actually, for my birthday this November. Um, so that's a thing that will be nice. But I also really like um, France. Um, like, I've been to Paris a few times. I like, they love me there. So, yeah, probably just France, like Southern France, the countryside, drink wine. I also really like movies, like horror movies. So, I like to get more involved um, in other mediums as well, um, like acting um, and just being a part of films, short films and shows and stuff, whether it be voice acting or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite horror movie? Um, favorites are difficult. One of my favorites, I mean, I really like either like super campy, like tongue-in-cheek horror movies or... Um, yeah, I guess when they're self-aware, when any movie's self-aware, I really like, I really dig it. Um, one of my favorites, I guess, is, so, you know, Peter Jackson, who mm-hmm. directed uh, Lord of the Rings. So one of his first movies that he directed is called Dead Alive, or Brain Dead, I think was the, the New Zealand version. Uh, it's like a zombie movie. It's like super fucking campy and hilarious. Um, came out in like 92, I believe. So that's probably one of my favorites I could watch over and over again. Yeah, mine, uh, I'm a fan of the Saw series, Blair Witch Project, Paranormal, all that. What's that? You like found footage films? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Creep? Uh, sounds sounds familiar, but I don't Watch think it. I've... it's on Netflix. Is it's it? Good. Is it? I'm, uh, have you seen The Visit? That's one of my favorite. Uh, I feel like it's underrated. The Visit? Yeah, it's... Is the... about aliens? No, it's the one where the kids go to visit their grandparents, but in actuality, they're... Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen that one. I remember seeing it, um... The commercial for it. It's good. It's good. It's a little underrated, I think. People don't really talk about it much, but I I enjoyed it. Is there anything that we haven't mentioned that you're proud of, like musically or whatever? Yeah, so I mean, my very first EP that I came out with, Cobalt Cadence, um, I'm actually really proud of that. It's really, it's not for everyone because they're really slow, sad songs. They're like perfect songs to cry to, really. Um, But whenever I revisit those songs i'm just like wow this is actually like really fucking good so <laughs> i'm really proud of that and i think um it's you know for the right people it's uh it's uh nice mm-hmm. well i appreciate i appreciate you uh you doing this you know <laughs> yeah thanks for uh, having me on yeah uh what's your thoughts i'd like to ask this to all the artists i interview so what's your thoughts on the auto-tune thing what, just like artists using auto-tune? Yeah, as like a majority, as like a, yeah, pretty much. I think it's completely fine. I do it. I mean, in some of my songs, it's not like overhaul. I think as long as you're able to, you know, sing it, in, sing it live in person, then it's fine. I mean, when you want to put a recording out, you want it to be perfect. So tune every little shit, man. I don't care. As long as you can back it up with a live performance, it's cool. Yeah, I always, uh, was it Quavo? He does it pretty well, I think, but... Like, you mean auto-tune rappers? That's completely different. Well, That's a stylistic choice. T-Pain's always the poster child for it, you know? Oh, yeah, he's the OG auto-tune king. We stand. I love T-Pain. I used to I used to bump his uh, I'm in love with the stripper, all that. No, I'm a I'll T-Pain guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking classic. I could see you doing a collab with T-Pain, you know? <laughs> that makes it. You know, he's a streamer now. Is he? So, yeah, he like, plays video games, so, like, on Twitch. <laughs> No, so do you have any advice for artists uh, coming up right now? Um, yeah, learn as much as you can. Um, like, learn everything. Learn every instrument. Learn how to record, produce, and 
uh, say yes to everything. If an opportunity arises, someone asks you to do a podcast, say yes. Um, whatever. Someone asks you to do a shitty show for free, first couple of times, say yes. <laughs> because you never know what's going to lead to something bigger and better. Right. I know I agree 100%. Um, do you have anything to promote? Social media? Yeah. Um, if you want to see everything from me, you can just go to aravox.com. And that is V as in Victor O-X-X. That's two X's because one X is not exciting enough. Three X's is too exciting. Uh, or I'm most active on Instagram at ari.box. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Of course. Anything for you. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Now that you, uh, you grace yourself with my, uh, you grace me with your presence. I got it right that time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to uh, to tag you and everything, and I'll bump to your music some more, okay? Ooh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. There you go. Coming up next on the podcast, I will be joined by Marissa. She is the host and producer of the Death and Decay podcast. We will be talking about everything paranormal activity. Once again, I would like to thank Ari Vox for coming on the podcast today. Everyone, please... Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We need, we need, we need reviews. Check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and you can check out our Facebook group. Make sure you hit up my boy on Instagram at Seth CGC. There you'll find his link tree with links to his Amazon, Etsy, Teespring, and Redbubble. Please, everyone, please stay safe and take care.